Welcome to Roman's Road, the podcast of me, Eddie Roman. This is where we talk about evangelism and apologetics and all kinds of Christian stuff. Hey, it is August, and you may have noticed I haven't posted a new podcast for a while. Maybe you haven't. A few people have asked me when the next one is coming out, and that made me feel uh, good, like as if somebody cares, somebody's listening. Anyway, um, just wanted to uh, let you know the reason I have not been around in podcast world is I've been busy. You know, this whole COVID thing has changed all of our schedules, well, most of our schedules quite a bit. So I've been busy more than ever with uh, work and family and ministry. Um, With work, I am outside a lot more, filming and uh, videotaping with Ray Comfort. I guess filming and videotaping is the same thing. So yeah, we're just out and about. I'm doing more editing and just kind of busy with work. And then with my family, since I have been home so much more, I have uh, just been spending a lot more time (laughs) with them. I guess that's kind of the way it works. So I don't know. It's just a funny thing. When I'm working at home editing, um, I'm not really wanting to edit after work. So funny how that works. But uh, And then with ministry, uh, man, I've been just out open-air preaching and evangelizing pretty much as always, um, at least once a week, often more. Oceanside these days, but I'm hanging out with uh, Ray Comfort at Huntington Beach a lot as well. So just having a very busy summer. So that's what I've been doing. So a while back, I was preaching in Oceanside on uh, two separate occasions, actually, and I recorded some good conversations about hell. And I thought this could be a good thing to listen to simply because when we think about hell and talking about hell, usually the caricature is just a guy screaming and being angry and, you know, hell, fire, preaching kind of thing. Um... But the fact is, hell is an important subject. A lot of people are upset about hell. It's, it's definitely something that people don't like. So I thought it would just be good to play these conversations and uh, do some commentary about hell. Sadly, I sometimes run into self-proclaimed Christians who either do not believe in hell or they do not believe that hell is eternal. And this is just part of what I call salad bar Christianity, Remember back before uh, COVID, you could go into a salad bar and pick what you want to eat and leave the stuff you didn't like? Well, that's the way many people approach uh, their Bibles. They take the I'm going to heaven part and they leave out the parts they don't like, um, like the fact that God sends people to hell. Another name for this is simply idolatry. It's forming an imaginary God in your mind, one that you like, rather than the one that actually exists. You know, the Bible is God's word, and the reason we know anything about heaven is the same reason we know anything about hell, because the Bible is clear on on both of them. So what I'd like to do before I get into the conversations, I want to just go over a few verses that are important when it comes to the subject of hell. Now, in Matthew 25, we have the sheep and goat judgment, and this is the final judgment of all people from all nations. And at the end of the chapter, Jesus is contrasting the fate of the lost with the destiny of the redeemed. And in Matthew 25, 46, he says, speaking of the lost, these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. So from the lips of Jesus himself, it's either eternal punishment or eternal life, not annihilation. 
not a ceasing of existence, but eternal punishment. Funny how people don't seem to have a problem with the eternal life part of that verse, but the eternal punishment is is always an issue in a lot of people's minds. Ceasing to exist or annihilationism, it just doesn't work with the clear teaching of eternal punishment. You kind of need to exist in order to undergo punishment. I know I'm kind of making a making light of a really serious subject, but the, the fact of the matter is they don't work together. You can't have annihilationism. You can't cease to exist when this verse so clearly says that there is eternal punishment. It's terrifying beyond belief, but there it is right there in Matthew 25, 46. And then another verse that shows the eternal nature of hell is Luke 12, 4 and 5, where Jesus himself says, I say to you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body and after that have no more that they can do, but I will warn you whom you should fear. Fear the one who, after he is killed, has authority to cast into hell. Yes, I say to you, fear him. Now, if we cease to exist after death, this verse would absolutely make no sense. Part of the reason God should be feared is not because we are going to die, but because of what happens after we die. God himself will place us either in heaven or hell. Death is not the end. Heaven or hell awaits. It's one or the other. There's no, there's no ceasing. And there's no purgatory either. And one more verse that shows the eternal nature of hell. In Revelation 14, the setting here in Revelation 14, the beast and his followers, human followers, they receive their final judgment, which is described in Revelation 14.11. It says, And the smoke of their torment goes up forever and ever. They have no rest day and night. Those who worship the beast and his image, and whoever receives the mark of his name. So in that verse, you got torment forever and ever. And you have no rest day and night. And that doesn't sound like annihilationism or ceasing to exist. Hell is biblical. Sinful mankind hates it. That's just the bottom line. People hate it. Unbelievers hate it. Christians are uncomfortable with it. You know, something I tell people about hell when I'm witnessing and and this issue comes up, I usually say, if you don't think you deserve to go to hell, it's because you don't understand how holy and righteous God is, and you don't understand how sinful and vile you are. And, And that's not a pleasant thing to hear, but I really believe that if people understood how sinful they were, and they accepted that, then, then hell wouldn't be that far of a stretch simply because they understand they deserve it. So that's the issue. It's not that the Bible isn't clear. People just don't like it. They don't see themselves or anyone else deserving of God's wrath. I think the world's hatred of hell is one of the reasons Christians don't evangelize. As a Christian, you know it's going to come up, and you know someone's going to get mad, and their anger is going to be directed at you. And if that describes your reason for shying away from evangelism, I'd like to direct you back to that verse we looked at just a minute ago, Luke 12, 4 and 5, where Jesus says, I say to you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, and after that have no more that they can do, but I will warn you whom to fear. Fear the one who, after he is killed, has the authority to cast into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Now, what I'm not saying is that you're, if you're a Christian and you don't evangelize, God's going to send you to hell. That's not what this verse is saying at all. If Jesus is your Lord, you need to do what he wants. He wants us to preach the gospel. We need to fear God, not man. 
That's the issue. We have no reason to fear man. We should have a healthy fear of God all the time, not, not only before you become a Christian as, as the motivation to become a Christian, but as we live our Christian life, we should always maintain a healthy fear of God. And just remember, in a very basic way, he's in charge. So whatever it is he's telling us to do, whether it be in evangelism or whether it be how you're treating your wife or, or whatever it is, we need to keep that fear of God as part of our lives. You know, men can only do so much to us, and sure, it might hurt, <laughs> but God holds the keys to eternity. He's given you eternal life through the death and resurrection of Christ, and our job is to offer it to others, no matter how big, scary, or ugly they might be. That unbeliever in front of you is headed for hell. Have compassion on them. Preach the gospel. Okay, on to the conversation. The setting is the Oceanside Pier. I am preaching, doing the paintboard. There's about 10 people or so stopped to listen, and a man named Mark steps up right in the middle of the preaching, uh, because you're allowed to do that when it's not a church setting, and uh, Mark hits me with one of the most common questions you'll get when you'll evangelize concerning hell, and that is, what about the innocent native who's never heard the gospel? Is he going to go to hell too? And spoiler alert here, the answer is pretty easy. There is no innocent native, right? The question in and of itself is, is uh, just a bad question, theology-wise. But like so many others, Mark doesn't like that answer. So here is my very long attempt to explain why God is just to send unbelievers to hell. Not that I like the fact that people are going to hell, but it is something that comes up. And so here's how I dealt with uh, Mark. If anyone dies in their sin, they will go to hell. What if uh, someone has never heard of any of it? Yeah. Any of it. They have no idea this exists. Like someone from like a third world country, never yeah. heard of it at, at all. I'm, I'm not hating on it. Sure, sure. They, I, I want to believe. I'm, I'm going to answer you and then I'm going to explain. The, yeah. the simple answer is they'll go to hell. Okay. Okay, there you go. That is what most of us don't like to say, um, but I have learned that it's best just to say it, give the answer, and then explain it. And so that's why I usually say something like, I'm going to give the answer, and then I'm going to explain it. Or I might say, okay, I can give you that answer, but I just want to know, are you going to listen to what I have to say? That's important because immediately you're going to see that Mark just you know, doesn't like that at all. But I really want him to understand, right? Whether, whether, he, whether he likes it or not is a totally different issue. At least I want him to understand. Um, let's see if that happens. Now, you, now we don't... Never we, heard of it, though. No, it's because of but their they sin. they say everyone has a chance. So they who says that? It, who, who says that? The Bible doesn't say that. So, so maybe so someone some said people that. people who never knew about it are going to burn forever. Well, well here, 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 here's the issue, okay? What's your name, by the way? Mark. Mark, I'm Eddie. Let me give you one of these because I got paint all over my hands, all right? All right, so I gave him a gospel track right off the bat. Um, I like to get something in someone's hands. And with this guy, I see that he's already just kind of uh, upset about the whole thing. So I want to give him something um, just in case he storms off. I'm painting, so I'm, I'm trying not to get too messy, but uh, I, get, I gave him a little track. So, so here's the issue. Yeah. In the beginning, God created everything, and it was good. And then mankind rebelled against God. Sin entered Adam the world. Eve, right? Yeah, Adam and Eve. Sin entered the world, and now we live in a in a fallen state. So everyone yes. is basically in sin. Everyone lives as a rebel against God. Yeah. 
And so some people might be worse than others, but all of us as a race, we're the enemies of God. Okay, so this is the point that I like to start with in this conversation, because this is a point that most people miss. When they hear that people are going to hell, usually what they're thinking is, why? Everybody's innocent. Like, why would that innocent native over in Africa deserve to be punished for eternity in hell? Because the presupposition is he's innocent. And the fact of the matter is nobody's innocent. None of us are innocent. And, and when people look at God as a judge, but they don't understand the judgment, they don't understand that they're deserving of judgment, and they don't understand that that person on the other side of the world is just as deserving of God's wrath as they are, then sure, the, the, the punishment of hell is going to seem unreasonable. That's why it's so important for people to understand that they're sinners and that their sin is is absolutely abominable before a holy God. That's the issue, and that's why it's so important that we don't just talk about salvation. We don't just talk about heaven. We got to talk about the bad stuff too. We got to talk about sin. Okay. So everyone deserves to be punished. Everyone deserves to go to hell. Whether they're a native in Africa who never heard it, whether they're someone in the best college in America and they just they never heard it for whatever reason, everyone deserves to go to hell because of their sin. Now, one thing I like to do with people is when they start throwing out these, you know, what about the guy over there? What about the guy on the other side of the world? I like to bring it back to the person standing in front of me. Right, whether it's an, a native in Africa who who you can't relate to at all, or whether it's a college student who Mark might actually be a college student, the the issue is the same. It's the same. It has nothing to do with you know where they are, their location. Their issue before God is the same. They're sinners deserving of punishment. That's the issue. Now. God sent a savior and Jesus. and Jesus and and the Bible actually says narrow is the road that leads to eternal life and wide is the road that leads to destruction but uh, so so the people who never heard of any of it they never had a chance in the first place to just get burned well again no one has to be here in the first place if you were born in some African tribe in the jungle and you never yeah. heard of God and you die you're just gonna burn forever because you didn't let, hear let, let me let me ask you this is life always fair like all those kids who just got shot no, at that school all the, all those all the, all the, now that's not true I don't I don't know so where God you're getting that from fair? God God is God's perfect well here's the thing God is God's fair perfect All right, God needs to be fair. And the issue here is fair to who? Fair to who? Is it fair to God that mankind spits in his face and rebels and carries on with their life and mocks the Bible and mocks creation and, and, and mocks God and sees the sacrifice of Jesus Christ as just a, a dumb thing? Is that fair? If God was going to be fair with, with this guy, with Mark, he would do the same thing that he should have done to me if he was just going to be fair. And that sent a lightning bolt, bolt and roast us in our place. Like, no one deserves God's grace. We don't deserve it. It's a gift. You know, he wants fairness. Well, the issue is fair to who? That's the issue. The world's not fair and God isn't fair. You just have to listen well, I, to you. I, I just explained 
that we live in a fallen you state. You explain nothing, bro. Well, you're, you're not listening, because first oh, of all, the things that you're insane are not from the Bible, so where you're ever getting them from, that's that's your opinion, and I and I understand you're untied so to your, your opinion. Thing is, so what you're saying is from the Bible is, listen to you or you're going to hell. I'm not saying to listen to me. Listen to the Bible or you're going to hell. Whether you but listen to... people who never even heard of the Bible, they're yeah. all going to hell just because they never heard of it. So do, are you a Christian? I don't know what I am, bro. Okay, okay. I was born Jehovah Witness. Yeah. I, I looked in Jehovah Witness and Christianity. Yeah. But I think it's more about faith. This is just me talking. Sure. So one of the one of the hard things about talking to a former cult member who has problems with Christianity is that his view of Christianity is all messed up because when he was in that cult they taught him a very wrong picture of what Christians believe. You know, if your Bible study comes through the lens of a false group like the Jehovah's Witnesses or the Mormons, even later, like if a person leaves those groups, they're still going to have a very twisted image of what the Bible actually teaches. So, you know, it's it's very common for someone who hasn't studied the Bible f- for themselves or from a, from an, an actual Bible teacher, not a, not a cult member, they're going to have a twisted view of Christianity. I think because like you like you say like b- believe this or you're going to hell but then I had some other person tell me the same thing or I'm going to hell so now I'm thinking uh would God put everyone in this ball of earth and be like pick the right one or you burn in hell that's but, but, what you're saying if you uh, don't that's, that's not what right I'm saying one, you're putting words in my mouth in all right so here's the objection if you don't pick the right religion, you will go to hell. And the the idea there is everybody's innocent and it's like a game show and you got to choose the religion behind the right door. And if you pick the right one, you win. And if you pick any of the other ones, you lose. And that really is the the view that a lot of people have about the issue of Jesus Christ being the way, the truth, and the life. We, we live in a world that says you should be able to pick whatever belief you want. And here comes Christianity and says, absolutely not. And so they're just looking at Christianity with that view in mind. Why can't I pick the one I want? You're saying that God is so petty that he's going to give us all these doors to choose from, these religions to choose from, and me picking the wrong one randomly, that's going to send me to hell? And, and so that's the the false, silly idea that a lot of people have about the issue of Jesus Christ being the way, the truth, and the life. And again, they're just skipping over the whole issue of mankind's sin and then being worthy of punishment. Mark, that's not what I'm saying. Okay, then okay. So, so again, as a Jehovah's Witness, you probably no, thought, not, well, not, no, I'm, not a Jehovah's Witness. Back when you were a Jehovah's back when you were a Jehovah's I Witness. Praise, I pray every night. So back when you were a Jehovah's Witness, you you were taught that there is no well, hell. I was, I was, is that true? No. Do you even know what Jehovah's Witness is? They don't believe in hell. At least the ones I know. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> Oh, it's funny. It's sometimes people get so wrapped up in just the fact that they're arguing that they just want to argue with you. But they believe in God and Jesus. They just say you don't worship Jesus, you worship God. Yeah, they don't believe that Jesus is but God. You, no, no. You worship Jesus. No, sorry, sorry. You you respect Jesus, but yeah. you worship God. Right. From, and they, from from what I know. Sure. They they and they don't believe that Jesus is God. They believe he's a created being. No, they they believe it's his son. 
Right, but but they don't believe that Jesus is God. They think it's incorrect to say that Jesus is the God, one you worship. They think Jesus is God's son, yeah. and you listen to his commands, to his... Uh, right. Yeah. So get, getting back to your original, your issue, what you're saying is true. That is what I believe. But the issue is this. You're coming at it from a very biased viewpoint. And here's what I, here, here's I, what I, here's what I mean by that. But here's the if thing. You never heard of this? What you think doesn't matter. That's the issue, right? What God thinks matters. What I think doesn't matter. Yeah, that is the issue. Not a not a fun thing for people to hear and sometimes a hard thing to say, but that really is the issue. You know, you run into so many people who have a belief that is made up. They've come to this conclusion. It's kind of like a hodgepodge of different things. Here's this guy, you know, he was raised in Jehovah's Witness. He's read some about Christianity. Earlier he said, I don't, I don't know what I am when it comes to belief. He also said that he has faith in God, whatever that means to him. We're going to find out more in a minute. But when it comes down to it, it does not matter what you believe if what you believe is not true. Our society says, whatever you want to believe, if you want to believe you're a cat, if you want to believe you are a woman, when you actually are physically a man, you can just believe whatever you want. And the Bible says, no, there is truth. It is from God. And that is the only truth. Anything that goes against that is wrong. So so it really does not matter what a person believes. What matters is what God's word says. I am here as someone who is preaching the Bible, right? And and I know it's not the most popular thing to do in the world, all right? And and so 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 here here's the thing. When you say I think this, I think God should do this, who are you? Like seriously, if I I, I wish that God would give me a million bucks right now, I think he should do that. Whether he does it or whether he does it or not, he probably is not. He's not. Yeah, but, but, but that's my opinion on what I want. But you're also saying God's perfect, and you're saying if people don't believe, if, if someone's never heard of God, they're going to hell. That's what you told me. You said if they've never heard that's of correct. God, they're going to hell. How- yeah. I didn't actually tell him that, but that is correct and from, from his original point of view. And I'm not going to skirt around that. I'm not going to skirt around the fact that there are some very hard things in the Bible for the ears of unbelievers. Like, it's not my job to make people feel happy. It's not my job to make people feel good about themselves. My job is to preach the gospel. And so here comes a guy who's, who's just coming at me with guns blazing, and, and he's and he's trying to shoot me off my perch, off my, off my little preaching perch, but I'm not going to give in to his emotional argument, the fact that he doesn't like the truth. It, it works. That, that's it, not their fault. Again, that's again. That's not their fault. It's not their fault. Again and again, here's, here's Mark's point of view. If someone goes to hell, it's not their fault. You know, whatever the circumstances are, whatever led up to that, whatever they heard or didn't hear, it's not their fault. And that's the issue. He's just not willing to let go of that thought. You've just dismissed everything I, I explained. So, so again, just, you didn't just explain anything. I, that's I explain why that is. I'm stumping you, bro. And you're, 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 admit it. you're not stumping anything. You, you're, you're just simply a guy who has your own opinion, and you don't like the fact that people are going to hell. So, no so you're upset heard, right now. You're saying now they're going to hell. If oh, oh, well, let, me, let me narrow it. Let, so let, let me narrow. Let me narrow so it down. Let me narrow it down. If if you, Mark. You know, let's let's not think of all the other so-called people I'm who haven't heard anything. I'm not. I'm not either. Everyone should have a chance. Why? I think, 
There you go. Everyone should have a chance. And the question is, why? Why is that? Well, because Mark believes everyone's innocent. If, if I was born in an African jungle yeah. and didn't know, never heard of this at all. Yeah. You know what? Just a side note. I have been to Africa many, many times. I, I believe over 20 times back when I worked as a missionary, photographer, videographer guy. And the people over there had such a great faith in the true and living God, so, so many times I experienced firsthand people who had gone through persecution from Muslims, from a jihad, an actual full-on military jihad, and some guys who had been in prison and lost family members to slavery and all kinds of horrific stuff. And I experienced a faith by these simple Christians that just blows away the majority of any Christian I've ever met in America. I haven't met many Christians in America who are willing to sit in prison. Fortunately, they've never had to have this choice to sit in prison or be beaten just as a result of not giving up their Christian faith and becoming a Muslim. Doesn't happen over here. Maybe it might happen someday. It hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened to any of the American friends I know. And and so when someone brings up, what about that innocent, you know, basically, what about that stupid, ignorant person in Africa? Well, I'll tell you what, there's a lot more godly men and women, <laughs> at least in parts of Africa, that I have met than, uh, you know, usually hang out on the Oceanside Pier. It's just kind of a funny thought. One time I was in Africa and we landed a plane in this bush area and we get off the plane and these, these uh, locals come out. You know, this, Mark calls them natives. I call them locals. Locals come out and they ask what we're doing. And, and we say, hey, we're, we're here. We're Christians. We brought medicine. We're here to help people. And one of the guys just stand there listening for a while. And then he kind of opens up and he says, I have been praying for years that God would send some people to us to teach us about him. It was awesome. And, and, and it's just funny. People, people have this view of God abandoning Africa <laughs> for some reason, but that's like more missionaries have gone to Africa and preached the gospel than <sighs> lots of places. So anyway, just a funny side note that the whole, what about the person in Africa who never hears, it's just kind of a, just a, it, it doesn't even apply anymore. It's just such a interesting thing when it comes to uh, Africa. Anyway. I deserve to burn for eternity? So, so, so. I've never heard of what you're telling me right now on a pier? It's, it's, again, that's not the reason why. You're not collecting money, right? No. Okay, so you're not collecting money, right? So just funny. So, so another one of Mark's biases comes out. You know, Christians are those people who just want your money. It's just silly. I should have said, yeah, man, how much money you got? What you're saying is one piece of, of, the, of the whole context. Okay, let me give you another part of the, of the context, okay? Because if you just take one thing out and get upset at that, th th there's still more to the whole picture. So, so here's the thing. The book of Romans, chapter 1, it basically describes the plight of mankind. It says, all of us, every person in the world, every African, every atheist, everyone in the world, they know that God exists. And the reason they know that God exists is because God has revealed himself to them through creation, through their conscience, and then through, through many people through Christ. But the fact is that by looking at the creation and by the by a person's conscience, every single person in this world, they, they know that God exists. Now, the 
That's actually Romans 1 and 2, creation and conscience. The Bible also says that men suppress the truth and unrighteousness. In other words, they don't want to know. Let me finish here. They don't want to know. Okay? And the whole purpose of preaching the gospel is so people will hear the message in, in the hopes that it'll get through and that person will turn from their sin. They'll stop suppressing the truth and they will they will repent. But, but, here's, but here's the thing. But here's the thing. So... There is no innocent person in Africa. There is no innocent no person innocent anywhere. Person. Exactly. Yeah. There's no innocent person. But everyone deserves to go to hell. So, so you for say every consciousness, but you're preaching religion. We, uh, no, I'm saying one of the evident, one of the reasons you know God exists is because you have a conscience and you know that there's this so thing called right and wrong. God is a conscience. Everyone. So why are you preaching religion instead of faith? So define define the difference between faith and religion. I'm just curious why why you make the separation. Because I have faith that God's real, but I don't really have faith in religion because I see points in everyone, so, but I don't see the full. What, what, point what, okay, anyone. so what do you mean by religion? This is very common, where people will say they have faith in some something, but they don't like that word religion. They don't like that dirty word. They don't like to think that they are associated with the church or, I don't know, some, something about the word religion a lot of people don't like. And even in churches, you'll hear people disregard the word religion. And I agree that false religion is bad, but according to James chapter 1, true religion is good. But as far as Mark's con- concerned, he just has this idea that if you have a faith and it's organized in some way, maybe, or it's part of a group, then it's wrong. But faith in God is good, whatever that means. So we're going to let Mark try to explain what that means. How do you define religion? Uh, what are you uh, talking about right now? Christianity? <laughs> the, That's religion. Yes. Okay, and so what is this belief you have? <laughs> this is Mar- Mark's religion is, I believe in God and I, 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 I have faith in the I, Lord. So that's what I'm saying. That's that's religion. I'm faith you religion, bro. I was raised Jehovah's Witness. Okay. I, he has faith. I have religion. Okay. I looked into Christianity. Those are religions. Faith okay. is having faith. Faith is having faith. Um, yeah, so, so often people just uh, don't realize that they're saying things that absolutely just don't make sense. Maybe in his mind, in his emotion, whatever, it, it kind of makes sense. But he's not really explaining anything. My my main thing about it is, if you've never heard of God, yeah, or whatever, and and then you go to hell because you've never had. That means you never had a chance. Yeah. If God, which He is so perfect, He wouldn't just throw people on this earth and be like, take the wrong religion, or you're gonna burn in hell. Again. All right. So here we have. Mark's idolatry. His, in his mind, he says, in order for God to be perfect, he has to do things this certain way. And it's simply idolatry. That's all it is. He didn't throw anyone anywhere. He created the earth and it was perfect. Mankind sinned and now they're in a rebellion against God. Everyone who goes to hell, they deserve that. They Even deserve the people that. Who never knew any better, though? Again, those people who supposedly don't know any better, according to Romans chapter 1, they are suppressing the truth. And unrighteous, it's, it's, a, it's a thing where the reason they can't find God is the same reason a crack dealer can't find heard? a policeman. It's because they're not trying to. They're wanting to stay away from them. They don't care. 
you're going to put a dude who's never heard of God in the same category as a crackhead who in, doesn't in, want to get rolled by from, from the eye bro. From the eyes of a holy, righteous, perfect God, absolutely. Let me ask you this. Would you consider yourself to be a good person? Okay, finally, we get to the... <laughs> The, the good person test, the gospel. If you listen to my other podcasts, you've heard this a bunch of times. And so we are long into this conversation. And so I've attempted to explain the problem of man to Mark, the, the fact that he deserves judgment, the fact that God is not obligated to do anything. You know, and the reason anyone ever got the gospel is because God's merciful. But we literally could have went on like this for hours and that's that's usually what happens when someone will not listen and that's the issue okay i've i've explained it he doesn't want to hear it he keeps saying i'm not explaining anything i i haven't explained he just he just is not willing to listen he's got an answer he doesn't like the answer he wants another one or he wants me to bow out and admit that i'm wrong or something like that but anyway this this is a it's kind of a stalemate here with, with that issue, so I'm moving on to uh, present the gospel to Mark. He's been standing around, so I, th- I think he might have heard it, um, maybe with the last person I went through, but anyway, here we go. Yeah. Okay. How many lies have you told in your whole millions. life? Okay. What do you call someone who tells millions of lies? Uh, a lie. Okay. Have you ever stolen anything? I'm a thief. Okay. And so, I know, dude. So, I so, so, so here's the thing. You're a lying thief, and, and yet you're saying... Are you? you? Know, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. But the difference between you and I is that on the day God judges me, he's not going to be looking at my sin. He's going to be looking at at this, the fact that Jesus Christ paid the price for sin. Yeah, dude. This is, I just pointed to the uh, to the cross that I had painted. That's the this. No, what I'm saying is I'm not a good person. Okay, but my whole point is that the people who have never heard of God, yeah. you're saying they deserve to burn in hell. Absolutely. Okay. Just, just like, never, just like so you do, Mark. Just chance. like you do. We have a chance, but they, but they never but, is, but isn't this interesting? Because you're saying all these people are going to go to hell to be going to believe in Jesus Christ. I'm not saying anything. You, you know you've heard clearly the message of the gospel. You said you study it, and yet... When you go to hell, it's going to have nothing to do with whether you, with the fact that you didn't believe it. Now, looking back, I probably should have said, if you go to hell, but uh, anyway. It's, it's that you don't want to believe it. You're, you're no different. I, I got a feeling you're, you're kind of, the reason you're saying all this is more of an excuse so you can continue shunning, shunning God away. I told you facts, and all you're doing is giving excuses. What are you talking about? What, what excuses? I'm, I'm explaining to you what, what the Bible says. says. I'm explaining to you what the Bible says. What Bible? What Bible? Exactly. What the, the, Bible? The, the, the one that God inspired the men to write. That, uh, All right. So someone who's standing by listening, he jumps in and says, what Bible? Question mark. And of course, Mark loves the fact that there's someone who's kind of siding with them against this Christian preacher guy. So he gets all excited. What Bible? And, and, and uh, tries to go that route. And this is something that just happens you'll be on a subject and then all of a sudden that subject will never get completed in this subject we're basically in the middle of i'm trying to take mark personally through the gospel but then all of a sudden he jumps off this other thing it's very easy to get sidetracked in a situation like this a lot of people overrode through the last two thousand years 
Bro, so God is so great. He's going to put everyone in what, a bowl. Let me, let me ask you this. Every, he's going to make six billion people and be like, pick a religion or you're going to okay, burn so, it so, out. So, so it, you're, you're, what about the people who never heard of it, dude? So I've asked that, I've answered, I've answered that question face. three times for the last ten minutes. So, so if you, if uh, I've answered it, you just don't like the answer. Okay, and I, I'm not here to, to tell you what you like. Answer that. I told you three who times. Never heard of God are going to hell. So they never had a chance. So 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 Be again. That we do. So again, you're you're trying to make me say something to make it sound bad. I already said it. You're yeah. saying it from a certain point of view. Like if you say it that way, it's, it's like oh, all the, all, you're, you're saying oh, all these innocent poor people are going to hell. Nobody's innocent. That's the point. Nobody's innocent. You say everyone deserves a chance. Why? Why are we so lucky, though, than the people who why, are why, why, why are we lucky? What are you talking about? Like, here's, here's the thing. This, this is amazing to me because you're saying how lucky you are. You could care less about Jesus Christ dying on the cross, rising from the dead. I've never heard of him at all. The people in third world countries, she's never even heard that we're, name. We're done with they, that, man. I, I, answer, I answer it like ten no times, reason? bro. I answer that ten times. He's answered it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I understand you don't like it, Mark. Really, it's been, it's been good talking to you, man. Nope. Hey, a guy from the side of the crowd comes on my side, and he's been sitting there this whole time listening to this fiasco, and uh, according to him, I answered it. Hey, can I, can I give you a booklet that you could read on your own? And, yeah. Okay. I will, dude. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but... Like, no, just yeah, like, you're, no you're one, just an energetic guy. I, I get that. That's no fine. One, seems like no one can answer the question. Well, I, again... I answer you. You just don't like the answer, okay? And I and I, and I understand that, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Okay. So another person, um, he saw me give a book to Mark, and he asked if he could have a book. And you know, this is one of the great things about having a lively discussion out in public. Other people just stand there and lis- listen. You know, the the preaching goes on. Sweet. Thank you. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, when Jesus Christ died on the cross and rose from the dead, he was paying the price for sin. Now, obviously, a lot of people don't like that. They don't believe in that. But the reason that Christians come out and talk about this stuff is because simply because we care about people. The Bible says that, that, that a judgment day is coming for each of us. Whether we believe in it or not, whether we care about it or not, all of us will someday stand before a holy God. And God's eyes are so pure and holy, when he looks at all of us, He's going to see our sin. And the Bible says that no sin will enter heaven. That's the problem. Okay, that's the problem. Now this right here is the cross. That's the solution. Okay? We broke God's law, but Jesus paid our fine. And he did that with his own blood. And the promise of the Bible is this. If you turn from your sin and put your faith in Jesus Christ, you'll be saved from the punishment you deserve. That's the gospel. That's the good news of Jesus Christ. The bad news, all of us have sinned. All of us deserve to be punished. Our sin against the holy God is so severe, that punishment is hell. Hell makes sense in light of a holy God. We deserve to go to hell. That's the bad news. But the good news is that Jesus Christ died on the cross and he rose from the dead. And if you believe in that, if you trust in that, God will forgive you and he'll grant you the gift of eternal life. Now, I have, I have a friend who's going to come around over here. He's going to give you all one of these little booklets. If you have any questions, please feel free to come up and ask. God bless you guys for listening. Oh. All right. And you can hear my little groan <laughs> at the end there. It gets exhausting. But, you know, I, I tried my best to make sure that the people who were standing around listening end of the night hearing 
the gospel. So that is the end of Mark. Not the literal end, hopefully, just the end of my conversation with him. Pray for him. There's a sense that he's seeking in there in a couple places, but it's kind of hard to seek God while you're simultaneously resisting him. And that's exactly what Mark is doing. Well, I'm going to play one more clip, another encounter on the pier. Um, this, this also has to do with the subject of hell, so I just wanted to get it into this episode. There's a young couple. This is a different night, actually. There's a young couple. They're listening to me preach, and they are hanging all over each other. They, you know, he's holding her like as if he's married to her and on their honeymoon, and you know, they're just hanging out listening. And at one point, they tell me they are Christians. And I asked them if they're married, and they said no. And now that's not something I ask every couple I meet, <laughs> kind of an awkward question, but when they told me they were Christians and, and they, they just, the way they were holding each other and, and you know, they didn't, they didn't seem to be acting like two friends getting together for coffee after choir practice, you know what I'm saying? So uh, it just seemed kind of off. So I, I just threw it out there. Are you married? And they said no. And so my next question, are you having sex? And they said yes. And, you know, again, that's not something I uh, make it a habit of asking people regularly. But, you know, one of the things about street preaching that just continues to blow me away all the time is how people will tell you all kinds of private information that they would never tell, you know, their parents or maybe even their friends. And, and, and man, I would have never admitted my secret sins to a random stranger on a pier. <laughs> but some people just, you know, they're so shameless. Uh, so I just go ahead and ask and uh, get into some good conversations that way. So uh, so now that I have these these professing Christians who, who profess to be living in fornication, uh, I take them through 1 Corinthians 6, 9, and 10. That's kind of what I usually do when, when that subject comes up. Basically, it says, do not be deceived. Those who practice these things, fornication being one of them, that's sex outside of marriage for you who don't know what the word fornication means. It says people who are doing that will not enter the kingdom of heaven. And so I take them through this, and, and, and they're laughing. They, know they're, they obviously know they're doing wrong, but they aren't taking it seriously. So I'm about to turn up the seriousness here. I'm about to, to turn up the... Uh, the heat with the preaching, and remember, I'm talking to a man and a woman. They're standing ten feet in front of me. I'm having, a, I'm looking both of their their eyes while I'm saying this. There's other people standing around listening as well. So uh, here we go. You actually get married, right? Make that commitment. Like that's real love. Go shacking up. But that's not love. There's there's no commitment on your part. Like you have nothing invested in this. You can go home and just do whatever you want. You can move on to another chick next week if you want. There's no commitment there. It's very different than marriage, right? And so and and what's that? I am right. Now that's actually the girl who's with this guy. She's saying you're right. I just told her this guy who's hanging on to you. He has no commitment. He can go to any other woman he wants, and she answers back. While the guy's arm is around her shoulder, you're right. It's very interesting. But, but, but here's the thing. You're, you're probably never going to see me again after tonight. Who knows, okay? Not that I don't want to see you, but I'm saying I'm just, I'm just a passing face in the night. After this, you're going to go on, and the question is this. What are you going to do concerning your eternal salvation? What are you going to do with Jesus Christ? Are you going to keep living to where you're just a, a faking it? Or are you going to repent? Are you going to turn from your sin? 
and I got to tell you this, be honest with you, and he ain't going to like this, but that might mean that he wants to stay together and keep having sex with you and you want to do the right thing. You just need to go. You need to do what Jesus Christ says more than what he says. Now, the reason I'm talking to her is because, is you know, I'm looking at their eyes. She seems to be the one that's tracking, more responsive. He kind of seems, you know, he's looking around. He's definitely seems like he's there because she's standing there. But I'm talking to both of them. Yeah. And my friend, same thing with you. Your, your, your eternal life is on the line. Hell is real. You know that. And you're headed there. I don't want you to go there. That's the last thing I want. I know my words are very strong towards you right now, but I just want you to understand it's because I care about you. If I saw you two in a car and you were driving towards a cliff and you guys were having a good old time, but you didn't know there was a cliff, I would run in front of you and wave my arms and go, no, there's a cliff, stop, right? And that's what I'm doing here in a different way. I'm saying, yeah, you guys are having fun. Yeah, you guys might think your life is good. You are headed towards the, the, the cliff of eternity and the way you're going right now, you're going to go right into hell for all eternity. I don't want that for you guys. I don't. So I would plead with you, turn from your sin. And do it today before your conscience continues to just get harder and harder. Does that make sense? Yes. Let me ask you this. What sin is worth going to hell over? Which one? None. None. All right. I appreciate you guys standing there for this long and taking this. I don't know if I would have listened to a preacher for this long before I was a Christian. I would just plead with you, put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And here's the thing. So many of us, we grow up in church and we just kind of do what our parents say and we do what we learn to do and we just learn all the words and we learn the routine. And yet, there's no real commitment there to the Lord Jesus Christ. And what I'm, what I'm asking you to do is make that commitment, okay? Jesus Christ, he ain't just the dude at the front of the church, he, he ain't just the guy on, on the rosaries. He, he is the Lord of all. And the Bible says every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. Here's the thing. You're either going to do that now as you're surrendering your sin to him and turning from your sin and bowing your knee to him as your Lord, and that means doing what he says, or you're going to do that as he's judging you. You're going to bow your knee to him right before he casts you into hell. I don't want that. Your knee will bow to him, whether in this life as you follow him or in the next life as you submit to him. I don't want that. It's the last thing I want. Okay? You guys got any, any questions? You guys got a lot to think about, okay? I'm going to give you guys both something to read. And then, and then uh, I, just, I just hope that you guys would consider these things, all right? All right. Thanks so much for listening to me. All right. Pretty serious out there on the pier sometimes. You know, I, I hope at least you would take away just the, the, the fact that you can talk to people about hell without screaming at them, without, you know, being, being mad. You just do it out of compassion, you know. I understood that by digging into this couple, I understand that by putting a wedge, the wedge of the gospel in between this couple as they're standing there in front of him on the pier, I, I totally understand that the dude could have got mad and he could have could have done anything at that point. But I am so glad that the Holy Spirit kept him there, gave him ears to listen at that moment. And I, I just hope that God wasn't finished with them on that pier 
there are so many people who claim to be Christians who are in church, maybe even in your church, who are living in a way that totally erases everything that comes out of their mouth about God concerning their faith. People are deceived. That verse, 1 Corinthians 6, 9, it says, do not be deceived. And many people are deceived. And it's our job as Christians to preach the gospel, even when people are very sure that they're already Christians anyway. Some, sometimes it's very obvious to everyone except the person themselves. So anyway, hope you uh, enjoyed that. Um, you know, talk about hell, doing it in a loving way. But do it because people need to be rescued from there. And only Jesus Christ can do that. See you next time. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please give it a good review on iTunes. This is the best way for others to notice Romans Road and give it a listen. The more Christians listening and learning how to evangelize, the more we glorify the Lord. Ray Comfort here. If you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, please take a moment to do so now. On your phone's podcast app, search for Romans Road, and when you find it, hit subscribe. It's free, and by doing so, you'll get all episodes past present and future. Then when you're finished, head over to livingwaters.com for a huge collection of evangelism videos, articles, tracks, and resources to help you share the gospel with those around you. That's livingwaters.com. Thanks for listening to Romans Road. If you want to learn how to evangelize, check out my book, Search and Rescue, available at eddyroman.com. On my website, you'll also find videos and other things to encourage you to preach the gospel to your friends and family. That's eddyroman.com. See you next time.